We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk on demand audio daniel flynn is with us afternoon. he's back with a senior editor at the american spectator the author of cult city harvey milk jim jones and 10 days that shook san francisco you might remember we had him on for that but you wrote a piece daniel you wrote a piece about all this twitter stuff and everything that's happening with apple and the the chinese as well how are you this afternoon outstanding let me play this just because I haven't heard it yet. This is KJP in the briefing room just a few moments ago being asked about some of this stuff. We see this as a, a, an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform, and uh, how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out and reject this. And uh, it's a very alarming and very dangerous. So that's some great, Daniel, that's some pretty good spin there from Karine Jean-Pierre. Basically, it is, it's less important that they basically interfered in a United States election, the folks at Twitter, the woke folks at Twitter, than it is, you know, Right now, when you have a guy that's trying to expose some of this stuff, I'm I'm stunned by it. I don't know what your reaction is overall. I'm not stunned by it because it's the template. It's the playbook. If if you look at uh, from 2016, when, you know, we found out from um, from Durham's probe and from from the inspector general that there was all sorts of shenanigans going on within the Justice Department um, in order to sort of fabricate this Russian collusion hoax. By the time it all came out, it was old news. Who cares about that? And so the media justifies not covering that by saying it's old news. Here we have the same scenario where you had Twitter uh, taking sides in an election. um, And now we find out that uh, they did this and the White House dismisses it as old news. What's remarkable to me is we do have a company, Apple, that has been interfering with free speech in China when there's where there's people protesting in China and they have taken the side of the communist Chinese government. The White House's response to this is not to say, hey, this is un-American. This is, this is uh, despicable what you're doing, big tech. Instead, they don't, they, don't go after, they don't go after Apple. They go after Twitter, who's trying to, you know, with Elon Musk, the, the Elon Musk Twitter is trying to, uh, you know, reestablish free speech or some type of modicum of free speech on social media that was really missing in the, in the 2020 election. So one of the I think one of the more important issues here, and this is what we need to come, you know, Elon Musk, Twitter, the uh, you know, the folks that held back this information. That's one part of the story. And I think it is an important part. But 
to your point, Daniel, th- this is their template, right? I've been talking about media bias since uh, the 1990s, especially when Bernie Goldberg, my friend Bernie Goldberg, left CBS and wrote a book called Bias about you know what was happening in the mainstream media. So this has been going on for a long time. I know it because I've been exposed to it. I've worked with a lot of these folks, so I probably know it better than, than most folks. But in this particular situation, you have the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Justice Department, that is directly involved with some of this stuff. Yeah, and that's that's the frightening thing, that they went out and gave these warnings to Facebook and Twitter saying that there's going to be some Russian disinformation coming. You know, you better keep your eye out uh, for it. And as a result of that, almost immediately thereafter, this, this story broke with regard to uh, Hunter Biden and his laptop. And so they didn't directly say to them, suppress the story. But it gets kind of um, – it gets a little bit shady where you have an arm of the federal government essentially running interference for the, the Biden campaign. Um, knowingly, wittingly or unwittingly, I'm, I'm not sure if they, you know, if this was deliberate, but the fact that you had all of these ex-deep um, state people, all of these guys like Clapper um, that came out and signed this document saying that it had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation, that the, the Hunter laptop story, um, that connected with what the FBI did, it just makes you wonder about them. And, it may, you know, you go back to 2016 and the FBI's involvement in all this with Peter Strzok and uh, Page right. and all of these, these people. And so there does seem to be some, you know, there's 35,000 FBI agents. I'm sure, you know, I know some of them. I'm sure, they're, they're great people. I used to uh, interview James Calstrom all the time. He's a, he was a great guy. Um, and so you can't, you can't condemn the entire bureau, but there's some rotten apples in every bunch, and there seems to be a lot of rotten apples um, with regard to the FBI these days, and that's, that's just a shame. So, and, and, and could I add to that one thing? Yeah, absolutely. One of the amazing things about that IG report from the Russian collusion and from the Hillary emails that came out a few years ago is they made a recommendation that there was a weird thing going on where the FBI was assigning all of the same people to all of the high-profile political cases, and they said, you know, we, you should stop doing this. And so what did we see with, with the Trump investigation down in, uh, down in Florida? Gee, it was all a lot of the same, same characters. So they didn't follow what the, what the IG asked them to do. And that's very curious to me that they have the same people on these high-profile political cases. Why is that? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, you, you can come up with an answer that sort of makes sense. And you would think that just from the standpoint of transparency, they would kind of want to mix it up there. But obviously, they, they felt otherwise. How serious do you think, because Musk even pointed this out, the threat from Apple to ban Twitter from the App Store? Well, they already did it, right? Did they do it with Parler or Gab or whoever they did it with already? Um, that when, when there was a challenge to the old school Twitter, all of the, 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 the left-wing big tech people sort of banded together and, um, and kicked them off. Now, could they do that to, to Musk's Twitter? That would be highly unpopular because there's all sorts of people using Twitter. I think I'm probably the last person that's not. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, you know, it's, it's frightening because, you know, I, I wrote in the article that the, the federal government used to take these things seriously, particularly with regard to communications. But it used to be the case that there were a few different radio networks, and they thought NBC was getting too powerful. And so they forced the blue network and the red network to split. And voila, you have ABC. That's how we have the ABC, you know, American Broadcasting Corporation. It used to be part of NBC. The federal government made NBC split. And that's how we got ABC. You can look at Ma Bell and the telephone companies. And so it's not just in cases like Standard Oil, where the government doesn't want monopolies or, you know, huge control, but especially with regard to communications, if you have one or two companies controlling 
um, you know, the, 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 the flow of information, that's really dangerous. That is really dangerous. And that, that to me, that worries me about Apple and, and Google if they were to take away um, Twitter from, from the App Store. You know, all of a sudden, if just Apple did that, there'd be 1.5 billion users on Earth that wouldn't be able to get Twitter uh, you know that had have Apple Apple well, talk about suppressing free speech. I mean that would be the very that would be the very definition of it. That, that's right, and they're doing that in China right now. They're working hand in glove with with the Chinese government. So why wouldn't they do that here? I don't know. Particularly when you have a you know a government this KSP. Uh, I, I get our initialism. KJP, oh, yeah. KJP. <laughs> you know the other day saying I mean you played that that a moment ago but the other day saying she's she's monitoring Oh I know yeah we hit on that last high. week what the hell is that about right <laughs> well, I was just going to say like what 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 kind of a government when you have a first amendment says we're keeping an eye on them we're keeping a close eye and she says that, that the, the industry needs to take action against misinformation and hate well we already know what they think is misinformation with regard to the Hunter Lapstuff story they think truth is misinformation so I don't think we can defer to them to, to judge what's hate and what's misinformation. That's a really slippery slope, and it's, it's very dangerous because they often judge what is not in their political interest as well, of misinformation. Course. A- absolutely. And, you know, uh, maybe a good example of that, I have to pull this up right now since you're not on Twitter. Kyle Rittenhouse tweeted something. You know, obviously he, he made a lot of news from uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin a couple of years ago, but he pointed out that on um, Twitter there were people who – and he put screen captures, I'm trying to find it right now, of people who made death threats, blue check people on Twitter that made death threats to him that weren't pulled down from the folks at Twitter a couple of years ago. So, you know, this is pretty important involving the FBI and the election, but it's also important related to all these other issues if they spike them, I think. I, I definitely think so. I mean, if you think of this woman, um, Megan, um, I forget her name, but she's a Canadian feminist who, who tweeted that men aren't women. And they took her. They took her down uh, from Twitter. Now she's gotten her account back under Megan Murphy. She's gotten her account back under Elon Musk. But this is not a, some right wing crackpot or something. This is a woman who calls herself a socialist and a feminist. And because she tweeted "men aren't women," um, and she tweeted other things to that effect, they took away her account. That's outrageous. Now, it, it is utterly. There, there's nothing that makes me more mad than stuff like that. And here's the problem, Daniel, as you know, because of the cabal that the mainstream media has, even in the aftermath of the Twitter files with Taibbi, they're writing him off as some kook. Most people probably don't even know that Matt Taibbi is by far not a conservative. He's a lefty, right? And they're just saying nothing to see here. Matt, if they're all on the same page, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, with all this anyway, most people aren't going to think there is anything here. Just the same way that they covered it up in the first place. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that they're 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 creating new enemies, which is, you know, it's not a good, good idea in politics to go by subtraction. You want to do addition. You want to do multiplication. You don't want to do division and subtraction. I mean, you point out this guy, Matt Taibbi, I used to remember him writing for Rolling Stone. Yeah. And on climate change all the time. <laughs> climate change. But also he used to write about Russia. And I, I recall one time he said that the worst Russian leader of the last hundred years was by far Boris Yeltsin. And I thought, well, gee, I can think of another couple guys that were worse than him. (laughs) And so it wasn't that this guy was just like a a mainline liberal. He was far out there. Yeah, he was. He's on our side. Now Glenn Greenwald's on our side. How did the world get like that when people like that are all of a sudden 
um, you know, who are very left wing. I mean, Joe Rogan is a very left wing guy, yeah. but now because they Bill Maher. Look, you can put Bill Maher into that camp, too. And I don't think they're on our side necessarily. They're just saying enough is enough. They can't sell their souls anymore. Taibbi basically laid it out last week when he was talking about some of the stuff. Uh, you did this debate and I highlighted this even before the Twitter files came out on Wednesday. I was talking about these monk debates that he did in Toronto on whether or not the uh, mainstream media has officially, you know, died. And his case was in the monk debates, which is something they do in Toronto over years. Yes, in fact, they did. So I highlighted that. I've been talking about Matt Taibbi for a while. I thought it was interesting that Elon Musk trusted him because he's seen that Taibbi basically has said, look, you can't, you cannot trust the New York Times and the CNNs of the world. He'll throw Fox under the bus as well. He's not necessarily taking their side in everything. But this trust in the media is gone and probably not coming back, which is pretty sad. The strange thing about it is that, um, and I don't think the people, the journalists realize that, but the more aggressive they become, the more um, blatant they are in their, their um, bashing of conservatives, the less credibility they have because the public just sees them as partisan. So whatever is coming out of their mouth, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Even when they say things that are true, there's going to be distrust um, from conservatives. And not just conservatives, but just mainline people, because they, you know, consider the source. If Don Lemon is saying to you something on on television, you're not necessarily going to treat it the way you would have treated maybe Walter Cronkite or I someone like not. that. Yeah, I hope not. I still think a good portion of the CNN audience and the MSNBC audience, and look, the Fox audience does the same thing too. We we go to where we're comfortable. Unfortunately, Daniel Flynn, great stuff. I appreciate coming back on here, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.